I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome to Mint Views. This podcast comes to you from the opinion section of Mint. My name is Aresh Shirali, and I have with me Anant Vijay Kala, senior editor of Mint. Both of us are here today to talk about the ban that India has imposed on Chinese apps. 59 of these apps have been banned in one stroke by the government. The context, of course, is known to us all. It's about the hostility between the two countries at this moment and the aggression displayed by China. This is a measure taken by India. It's bound to have various repercussions, and we're here to talk about those. Uh, Anant, so what do you think of it? What do you make of this ban? Well, Arish, if you go by what the government is saying, they have cited, uh, in uh, while taking this action, they have cited a threat to national security and uh, the data of Indian users uh, for taking this emergency action. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, there's no denying that if Indian data is being held elsewhere, there is certainly uh, some element of risk that it faces. But I think the, the problem goes far deeper than that. And the immediate trigger is perhaps the confrontation between the Indian and Chinese troops along the LAC. Uh, these apps have been operating for quite some time. And uh, why only have they act, the government acted against them right now? It makes it clear that uh, the confrontation and the uh, death of 20 Indian soldiers uh, in a uh, confrontation with the Chinese troops has really upset or angered uh, Indian authorities and they're retaliating. So I think it is a diplomatic signal uh, to the Chinese authorities uh, from New Delhi that uh, this is a changed administration which is not going to take things lying down and they're going to respond uh, in equal measure to all the aggression that they show. Uh, it might take place on the LAC, but uh, they'll be ready to escalate and respond in different fields, wherever it suits them. Signal is perhaps the right word, because it's not as if much economic damage can be done to China this way. But the very sign that we are willing to do something would, of course, uh, be heard in, in Beijing. Uh, do you think there would be repercussions? Would we have China retaliating for this? Well, actually, I think uh, there would be some a bit of damage, if not too much. I don't think it will be a you know, very big damage for an economy as big as China, but still it will be significant. You know, these apps uh, counted India as very important markets. Uh, in, in the case of, say, TikTok, I think it has around 2 billion users worldwide, out of which more than 600 million are in India alone. So these are very important markets for these apps and certainly they're going to feel the hit because of it. And 59 apps is a big number. 
so I think uh, it's uh, obvious that, and it's understandable also if the Chinese authorities would be upset about it. I'm sure they would retaliate, but you know, uh, the place where they retaliate would be different. They won't be reacting in the virtual world, I guess, because there aren't any Indian apps that they can ban. So perhaps we would see retaliatory action in other areas, for instance, in uh, the trade between the two countries or militarily or other diplomatically, mm-hmm. uh, isolating yeah. India globally mm-hmm. or th- mm-hmm. those kinds of things. So I think we should be prepared for action elsewhere, not necessarily over here. Mm-hmm. The only reason they may be very, very upset with this action is if some of these apps were actually carrying out espionage. That, in fact, is what we fear, right? The worry that these apps are actually gathering data from India to be used, sliced and diced and analyzed and as tools to basically uh, keep watch of India in a sense, gather data. Data security seems to be a major problem, don't you think? We need to worry about that, perhaps yeah. not just with China, with, with every possible app that we have on our phones today. Yeah, that's true. And we don't even have a very strict law in India. And uh, that's a general problem that we need to address. But I think more so in the case of China, because China globally has a reputation of, uh, uh, you know, meddling in other or using data of other countries in uh, malicious ways. So I think there has been suspicions around their activities worldwide, not, not only in India. And, uh, you know, other countries have better laws. The European Union has a specific law for ta- tackling da- data privacy. Uh, The U.S. has, and these countries have been wary of them also. But India hasn't really done too much in this particular area. So there was a legitimate concern, I'm sure. Well, we do have a data protection bill. But there seem to be a lot of problems with this bill at the moment. For one thing, it seems to give too much power to a central data authority rather than empowering citizens. Eventually, I think the best way to deal with a data threat or the threat of tools of espionage being planted onto your you know, laptop or on your phone, the best way to deal with that would be to actually empower citizens to take action to guard their own privacy. And the best way to do that, as I think they're trying to do in Europe and other countries, would be to actually say that you are the owner of your own data. You know, the knowledge that an individual has, that he has ownership of everything he actually puts down on any app, any message he writes, any picture he posts, etc. That ownership of data, once that becomes a norm, I think we might begin to find that people will guard their own security. And if people guard their own security all around, it would be that much harder for any company to basically, uh, you know, fool people into signing away all their rights when they sign up for apps, etc. That's probably the way to go, but we have to see what the government does with this bill and how we actually go about uh, protecting the data of citizens. That will be all for today. If you have recommendations or any issue that you would like us to discuss, please send in your suggestions to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. 
Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.